Christian Skullthorpe. Did I screw that up? No, I no got you right. got it right. right. You nailed it. <laughs> From Cozy Cannabis. Uh, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you. Uh, I mean, completely not altruistically, you're like one of the closest stores to my house. So uh, full disclosure, uh, you're down the street from where I live, but also, uh, well, we can't go to the store right now anyway, but yeah. uh, I can certainly order from you. Tell me how it's, tell me how it's going and then we'll get to sort of the startup story. Yeah, yeah, it's going, going okay. Numbers definitely are what I expected uh, coming out of the gate, but that has to do with COVID definitely just can't have people in the store. Um, I got a bunch of craft cannabis to start with. When you can't tell people and sell them on white a premium product, it's hard to sell it when they're just going through Dutchie and they're just searching for best bang for their buck. Uh, yeah. There's no really differentiating factor there. Um, so that's a bit of a problem. Can't really sell accessories well without people seeing them. So um, it's not the ideal start, but uh, you know, I'm selling. It, it took nine months to get here. So uh, I want to yeah. hear about those nine months uh, and just um, if you can survive it through this and open through this and do all that, the world is your oyster, hopefully a month, two, three from now. Um, but tell us a little bit of the startup story because I, I find it compelling and I like how you landed in our neighborhood. Um, yeah, for Cozy or, or how I got that? Uh, up to you. You tell me. Okay. I, when, when people ask that question, I don't. Like I talked, I talked to the, uh, I had a conversation with the um, head grower at Broken Coast and yeah. he was like, what do you want me to say? I was like, tell your story as you want to tell it. Cause it obviously has a long cannabis background. Yeah. Long cannabis. You tell me, you tell me what you want to share. <laughs> um, so it all started a really long time ago. I was an SEO uh, search engine optimization for anybody who doesn't know, worked for a, n a number of agencies. Um, and when I was doing that, I'm like, I might as well start something that I'm passionate about. And weed was one of them. Um, so I started up a weed vaporizer site, um, and this was inspired by, you know, T-Vape and vaporizers.ca, um, if anybody knows the vaporizer space. So I run vaped.ca. Um, to start it, I didn't even have inventory. I just started it as a loss and went to THC, so Toronto Hemp Community or whatever it's called on Young Street. Mm -hmm. um, and if I made a sale, I just went and got it as a loss and to figure out what I needed to stock. Eventually, I started stocking in my apartment before work every day. I would go to the Canada Post and ship it. Um, and then, you know, one thing led to another. And then I got a fulfillment center and, and sales started to pick up. Um, then I started vape.com. Um, then I had a short period where I sold them, bought them back, moved to Australia, started vaporizersdirect.com.au. Um, so I have all three countries going right now. And then, yeah, I came back to Canada. Um, and the opportunity arose to start a cannabis store because the, uh, the licenses were up for anybody now, um, as opposed to just the lottery system. So I think a week or two after they uh, offered that, I put in my money and, and I tried it. So, um, you know, it's been, I think, almost 10 months since then, maybe 11 months since I put in the first thing. So it's been been a, a rocky road, but, but we're here now. <laughs> Applying to start a new business among a, a pandemic. Kudos to yeah. you. Good timing, yeah, brother. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am lucky that I have other income. I don't think other people in, in the same situation, independent, have it as good as me. Um, so I feel for them and hope that they'll be able to get out of this too. Yeah, I, I hope so too. And we spent a lot of time sort of talking about that. And, I, and that's actually one of the things I want to talk about. Talk a little bit about, uh, I mean, I've been on your website, love the name. I think it sort of suits certainly a neighborhood in the space and all that. Talk a little bit about sort of how you like position that in the marketplace and sort of the, the customer clientele you're looking to attract? 
Yeah, so I've lived in this part of the town, of the city for a while. Um, and I know at least around here, it's, it's a little bit hipper. I don't think they want the big chains necessarily. I don't think a Tokyo Smoke would do well in my spot. I think they want a neighborhood independent kind of company that they can support. Um, so that's why I chose Cozy. Um, I don't plan on being a 20 store big company. I'm happy just having this, you know, and making my money that way. Um, and I think people are happy to support that. So, um, yeah, I just want to take feedback. Like if anybody has a request for a product, I personally hear it and try and stock it, um, or understand why people want that. So it's just, I, I want more of a neighborhood vibe as opposed to just, you know, um, extract as much money as possible. It's, it's very of the neighborhood, I can, I can attest, because I think uh, we've seen even on sort of my side of the neighborhood, a little bit further north and west of where you are, that um, there is, a, especially during these times, there's like a rallying around sort of the local, right? It's not just the signs in the window, it really is, who are the proprietors? What are they doing? How are they differentiating? What services can they provide? And really be part of what they're selling, uh, whether it's what you're selling or whether it's sort of bulk food at, you know, uh, the Nuthouse on Bloor Street, like it really is, who are, who are of the neighborhood and how can we actually support that? And, and I wonder, and this is a deeper question than sort of cannabis, it's like, what part of that that's happening in the pandemic actually has a long-term impact? But I do think um, companies that are small in neighborhoods and investing during this time will reap the rewards of being part of the neighborhood long-term. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, the other one you mentioned while we were speaking earlier was Greenport. Um, yeah. I forget, I think it's Vivian um, yeah. or something who's the owner there. Anyway, she look, looks like she's doing great stuff with the community, uh, bringing the black community and stuff into a store um, and really supporting them. So that kind of motivates me to kind of do the same thing with the community over on this side of the city. Um, so yeah, there's a bunch of independents that are trying to do that. Uh, yeah, I think it's great. I, I don't know what you want to, I, I don't know how you're going to answer this question. So if you don't want to answer it, you tell me, like what yeah. could, and no, no point in finish, but like, what could the system be doing better to support you as a as an independent, as a cannabis retailer opening during challenging times? Like, is it, would it be, I'll give you an example so you can say, yeah, that sounds right. But like, um, like if e-com was open to you forever, like would, would be able to plan on that, would that change your dynamic? That'd be massive. I mean, my history is in SEO. So um, I that would allow me to actually compete with some of the big guys because online, it's a completely different ballgame than buying real estate. Um, and with a little bit of money used the right way, you can actually compete um, in the online space. So I'm planning to do that with local SEO, um, which is a little bit different than regular SEO. Um, but yeah, so that would be amazing. I mean, just starting up, uh, if the AGCO was just a little bit quicker with telling you where your lease was and where you're going on the map, that would be huge for independence. We just don't have the budget to compete with 20 other people and pay the rent and and I think they should just see your lease and put you on the map right away. And if there's a problem, they can always take it off because there's, that will only help people as they open up stores and help map out this, the city better because you read articles in now Toronto and stuff like that being like, we have now 40 cannabis stores in this, like on Queen Street East. And it's like, yeah, I think that is due to the AGCO kind of lagging on putting it on the map because nobody wants to compete with 20 other people. Um, it just happens after two months and you've signed your lease and you're already there. You're like, oh, might as well give it a go. Uh, right. But yeah, it's not ideal. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think there'll be lots of conversation as the next months roll on, as we get into like the full ramp up of what's going to happen on, in Ontario in terms of retail, like what could be tweaked, what could be changed, both from the AGCO component, but I also think 
from like how you pr procure cannabis, right? Like, wouldn't it be amazing if you just said you, you, your first order was a lot of premium and craft, like how do you actually get that to you sooner? So you could maybe have exclusive relationships with a, with a grower and like, you know what, this grower, you can only get it a cozy in this geography. Like that type of thing would be, it happens in beer. It happens in a lot of different sort of aspects yeah. of it. Like it'd be really compelling, but and, and I don't want you to badmouth anybody. No, 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 I'm not. Uh, also the, the laws around inducements and stuff like that from the LPs, um, beer it's treated where they can give you induce. It's just like, I think it's, it should be treated more like alcohol as opposed to, uh, tobacco cigarettes. So, um, they're treating it a lot like tobacco and cigarettes. Same with advertising. It's so tricky as an independent to know what you can do and what you can't do. Um, it's very vague and um, the AGCO just gives me templated like answers back um, that doesn't really help. And as an independent without a, you know, a team of lawyers, um, it's really just hard for me to know whether I'm doing the right thing or not. Yeah, uh, so. and you want to be. I mean, it's not- I, I want to be compliant. I'm trying my best. <laughs> you want to do, you want to be compliant. You want to do all the right things. You want to stay in business. You want to make money. All those exactly. things, you want to hire people. Like all that stuff is- totally legitimate, uh, yeah. which is kudos to you for doing all those things. Um, Christian, I hope maybe, well, I'd love to stop by the store someday uh, yeah. when, we're, when we're back into it. I'll, I'll place an order as a promise to you uh, today. Awesome. Um, and, and, um, and just good luck, because I, I love the story, love the passion, love the hustle, and um, look forward to uh, what's down the road for Cozy Cannabis. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jay. Really appreciate you it. Got it. You got it.